Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. We're back again. It's episode 37, Snapbacks and Beards. WrestleMania 37, episode 37. You could watch a WrestleMania after each podcast at this point. And, you know, that would be a little tradition we could get going there. Watch one episode and then watch WrestleMania 1. You probably need to be drunk when doing that. But anyway, um, welcome. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Johnny Goldsmith, of course. I'm joined by, as always, TWG, Stu Matos, the biggest Ray Ripley fan on the planet. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm very well. I'm re- <laughs> repping the Maddie merch today, so it's all good. <laughs> Great to see you, and also joined by JT Wrestle Talk. Johnny, how are we today? I am good, buddy. I'm very good. I'm looking forward to this one. This should be. You know, you should go by uh, J Freakin' E. That's how you should uh, call yourself. Oh, I should. Actually, <laughs> the rest of this episode, for the rest of this episode, <laughs> if anyone needs to talk to me, I will not answer you unless you refer to me as J Freakin' E. <laughs> there we go. And we are joined. With a wonderful guest, one of my uh, favourite wrestle talkers, and all of us basically when we started this pod, one of the guests we really wanted, Shana, is here as well. Hi. Everyone was. Hi. Uh, everyone is uh, aware of Shana. I think on wrestle talk um, doesn't uh, back down from any uh, anything. You very much um, answer every comment, almost. I think. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, we know that Shana isn't a big LA Knight fan, which is something that I am. So, uh, <laughs> well, to fight, be fair, fight. to be fair, uh, his personal like he started like he friended or like I as a joke friended him on Facebook and he accepted my friend request. So it is in fact the under his real name the real person. I got confirmation from uh, some WWE superstars that I'm friends with that know him. So on on TikTok, I am not an LA Knight fan. On Facebook, I'm the biggest LA Knight fan you'll ever meet in your entire life. <laughs> well, that's what we love to do. And well, we could start off with uh, talking about SmackDown, actually, because we do have some big things to talk about. But with SmackDown, LA Knight didn't appear on the show. Um, I'm guessing that there's nothing too bad about this. I think it's just he was ill and they needed to say, look, you've got COVID, maybe stay away. Um, yeah. I think we're still going to get that hag match that it looked like we were going to get, potentially. That was the biggest clickbait headline I saw in ages when I woke up to that Saturday morning. I was just like scrolling through, mm. it's like LA Knight sent home from SmackDown. I'm like, okay. Had a look. So, oh, yeah, he tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, make, that makes <laughs> sense. You know, let's just get on return to sit to pair up with Cena and we'll carry on. Like, it's fine. Absolutely. I, I, still, I, think it, I think it could be Cody. I it's really on. think it could be Cody. He's the perfect tag partner for Cena. And it's his way of then he could be like, oh, I had a vested interest in getting Jay to come to Raw because now I'm the trade off for SmackDown. Cody's the perfect partner for Cena. It's too early. It's too early for him to carry on that story. Like he'll get get him over to SmackDown after the Rumble. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask before we get into the uh, SmackDown. Actually, Shane, I forgot to ask who is your favorite wrestler of all time, and who is your favorite now? Um, all time, Bret Hart. 
Now it's kind of hard. Um, I would say probably Brian Danielson. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a solid choice. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know that you're a big, big fan of Roderick Strong. Oh, I love Robbie so much. He's doing his best work in the entire, like, entirety of his career right now. And it's so funny because everybody said how he wasn't a sports entertainer and how he was boring and not entertaining. And the irony is he left the sports entertainment to go over, like, the sports entertainment wrestling company to go over to the pro wrestling wrestling company. And he's doing the best sports entertainment work he's ever done. Yeah, I've got to say, I do go back to watch his segments. Like, sometimes I'll skip through some segments a bit. Sometimes the matches get up, drag on. But him, I'm like, no, I want to see what he has to say. He's, he's funny. <laughs> so, he's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, was always an underrated member of the UE, mm. to be fair. Always. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Johnny, what do you think of uh, Mr. Strong? You know what? I was never his biggest fan. But Shana is right. one of his best work. And I really liked uh, when he had just finished his match and uh, he was standing there and then he saw Adam Cole come out and then he fall back on the mat. Oh, my neck, my neck, my neck. I know. <laughs> well, that uh, works well with the next talking point because on SmackDown as well, we do have uh, Pretty Deadly, who again, I wasn't the biggest fan of. But then... <laughs> just the way they yes, boys. just this whole thing of no like, boys. Oh, like oh my leg hurts i'm in a wheelchair it's like you've got a dislocated shoulder like <laughs> you don't need the wheelchair <laughs> and um it's so good like and i know shana you're a, a bigger wrestling fan of the british scene we're getting there i think we're quite big fans of it but you're like very knowledgeable of the british wrestling scene um we're pretty deadly like part of that before or no, I hadn't ever really heard of them until they came into NXT UK. Um, there weren't anybody that was like on my radar or anything. And I don't know if it's just because like, I don't know, they just didn't stand out. But when they started really getting in the groove in NXT UK, I thought it was great. And when you were talking about him being in the wheelchair a couple weeks ago, um, he's been doing that like off of TV too, kind of like Roddy does with the neck brace. He's been doing that with the wheelchair because I saw a picture of him or like a little video clip or something where he's in the ring during like, I can't remember what it was, but for something, he was in the background and he was sitting in the wheelchair. And I was like, he's really going with this wheelchair thing for a dislocated shoulder. And it brought me back <laughs> to like, with everything with Rich Holland, everybody was like making a big deal out of it. And I didn't know what he injured. So I was like, oh man, this is really bad. He's in a wheelchair. And then I saw the thing and they're like, oh, you have a dislocated shoulder. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just love that comedy. I know we're talking about Vince Man comedy and it's like quite childish, but it's like, I don't know, it's not too childish. It's quite funny, like genuinely funny mm -hmm. for like adults as well. Um, it's to step yeah. up from toilet humor, yeah. so like it's we're moving yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to ask uh, Stu as well. The other vignette that I saw was the um, obviously they're just playing up with the tag team titles being cursed now. They're actually going along with that in storyline because of the yeah. two witches being uh, 
Alba Fire and uh, Isla Dawn. So, what do you think of that? Uh, it's so I, good. Like they get proper tag titles on a proper tag team, and the proper tag team just dominate like a proper tag team. Like I, I don't. Sometimes simple is really the easiest thing to do, and like I, it just is. Like I, you know. I, that's all. I, I don't know how many more times I can say the same thing. Of, and I, I've said it with all the other with with the men's tag team as well. Like, you know, give me real tag teams and put them in tag team matches. Like, that is what we want to do in because there are so many good tag teams, and I just don't like. Don't get me wrong. I know tag teams have to start somewhere and. You know, lots of tag teams that have been a bit sort of thrown together have gone on to be really good tag teams. But throw them together and let them start getting wins and build up as a tag team and being recognised as a tag team. Not, oh, okay, you yeah. anything for Drew McIntyre and, you know, Riddle this week. And we're going to throw them together and then two weeks later they're tag champs. Like that just, it doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't throw random people together and have them as tag champs. It's, it's no. So, Alba Fire, Isle of Dawn, book it, tag champs, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to be, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, Chelsea... Keep them uh, on Chelsea Green. Give Chelsea Green a mid-card title, because, again, she's wonderful. Um, but, like, a real tag team. I mean, I, I guess Chelsea and Sonia was a real tag team. Yeah. I don't know when she'll be back. But, at the moment, like, why did they lose to Ronda and uh, Shayna? Like, why did they lose to them? Especially <laughs> if they were going to split them up. It didn't make any sense to give them tag mm-hmm. team championships just to split them up and take them from a legitimate tag team. It just, none of it made sense to me. And I'm a huge Shayna Baszler fan, and it still didn't make any sense. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think they kind of had to change things, didn't they? Because Ronda decided she wants to leave. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe they changed it. And I think the plan all along might have been that for like WrestleMania. But then they went, oh, she wants to leave now. Oh, well, uh, we'll change it to SummerSlam. Uh, well, she actually like had one of her most interesting matches of her entire yeah. career, like WWE career. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, so Johnny, talk to me about Asuka and Eosky. Joe, you know I thought the match was actually great. Uh, yeah. I can't. Did they say that it was something stupid or ridiculous? Like they've known each other or been around each other like fifteen years or something like that. But it's the first time they've ever stepped in the ring against each other. I could be saying that wrong, but it was some ridiculous stat like that on SmackDown along those lines. Um, mm. I love this match. I thought it was great. Um, I saw your TikTok where you mentioned the iffy ending, the referee kind of just ignoring the fact that uh, Bailey was right behind him, putting the foot on the rope, and you probably would have noticed that she was there. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair is never too far away from wherever the title is. A uh, little bit annoying, um, but uh, it is what it is. I didn't think that EO wasn't going to win because it's SmackDown and that belt, if it's going to change hands, any world title should change hands on a pay-per-view really um but i just love that belt design i love all the world championship belt designs to be fair but yeah i think the right person won and it was a great match yeah yeah it was a very good match as i say a smackdown they're not going to have the title change hands there 
Um, yeah. And nobody does that moonsault better than the other guy. Nobody. Oh, Apart maybe maybe Butch. But oh, what, nobody no. does. Yeah, Leo's <laughs> great at Oh, what, Shut what, up. <laughs> 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 You'll soon learn that uh, Stu is a huge Wardlaw fan, and Johnny, <laughs> Johnny does like Wardlaw. Does he? I, yeah, I, him and <laughs> Stu just tries to chuck him down my throat a bit, and I'm just not here for that. The thing is, you can't help but bite on everything about Wardlow, and it just it amuses me greatly. <laughs> So it's because you it's it all stems from the fact, right? There's just off topic, we will get back to talking to everyone that's listening to this about <laughs> wrestling in a minute. But Stu reckons that Wardlow does a better whisper in the wind than Jeff Hardy, and that's just not true. Fact. Fact. Absolute facts. There is no there is no way there is no way a guy the size of Wardlow should be able to hit it in the it uh, Oh, so he just does. It's better. Well, it's it just it's is. not a whisper in the wind with Wardlow. It's a holler in the wind because a whisper <laughs> is like for small people. So it's like a scream, like a holler in the wind. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway call it a holler in the wind. Yeah. I was going to ask Shana. So, who do you think should be, if you could book the women's title match for WrestleMania, who's this going to be against? Um, I, I know Charlotte will probably end up there at some point in time. Um, what makes me nervous is with all the changes coming, I could see them unifying the women's titles and there only being one between the two shows, especially since they're moving to the same network. So I could see it probably being like Charlotte versus Oscar or Charlotte versus EO Sky if she keeps it until mania which i'm fine with because i really like eo but i could also see it being eo versus bailey and there being some mm. kind of breakup with damage mm. control mm. and it being kind of like adam cole and mjf now where like if you see adam cole in the background you can see that he's looking at the title but they don't come right out and say anything about it so i could see bailey doing something like that where she's kind of like you catch her like looking at the title and that kind of stuff to kind of build up to Bailey versus EO at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He deserves big spotlight. Out of the four horsewomen, I, um, I find her to be the most consistent um, in the ring mm-hmm. and at promos. I mean, I don't really think many of the four horsewomen are good at promos, but Bailey probably is the one I could listen to the best and not like you know mm-hmm. not get bored of it. Um, and in the ring, very good. So she's the most overall uh, talented, I think. And it would be nice to get her have another title match. But, you know, she hasn't won the Royal Rumble either. So I think at some point she might end up doing that as well. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have one more segment to talk about from SmackDown. Of course, it's the bloodline. We have to talk about this. Johnny, just... Um, I haven't released this video yet. I've got one on draft, but... Do they know what they're doing, really? I feel like they don't know what they're doing with Jimmy Uso now. But talking about people that are doing some of their best comedic work of their life, Jimmy Uso, I think he's finally found his spot. Like, if obviously you've watched SmackDown and you saw where Solo was standing there and he was like, oh, sorry, I'll just scooch, scooch past you just quickly. And then when he like a couple of weeks ago when he walked up to Paul and he was like, so what are we doing tonight? And then, yeah. Jimmy has finally found what he needs to be doing at long 
long last, and that is that for me as well. Well, obviously, Sam had with the not feeling very oozy, but do they know what they're doing without Roman? I think they're just now filling, they're just trying to find things to fill for time until he can get back to it. I don't know how, how much longer he needs to be out for if he is ready, but it's not the same without him, and there is only so much they can do before the story start, does start to grow stale. But I am looking forward to this tag match, though. I am I am looking forward to it because it does, again, in the same breath, it does shine the spotlight on the other members of the bloodline, and it's not constantly on Roman. Um, yeah. I, I would say, I would say, the one thing I do think that the the Strikes. writers have helped big time because I think without Cena involved in this, they haven't got the star power that they need to 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 make it less bland. If that makes sense, I don't. If this was sort of, you know, even as much as I love Styles, if this was Styles and LA Knight, for example, doing the same thing, I probably wouldn't be as invested in it as I am with it being Cena and someone. But, and that, and that's, you know, I love AJ Styles as much as the next person and I've got no issue of LA Knight either. But I just think the, for how they've built up the bloodline, the how they've built up the anything whole... the bloodline are involved in, they need to have someone like top tier goat level in there at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we obviously made an appearance last week. So that is like, I don't know if that's just a temporary thing. Do you think we might see more of him again, uh, Shana? Do you think we'll see the rock again? Or is that just because he was in the area? I think it was because he was in the area, but I also think it was kind of dumb because like you, and, and I think it was a last minute decision or they probably would have done something different. But like people have been yelling for the rock to come back for two years and he comes out to do a shtick with, Austin theory and like I get it and I get that it was a last minute decision but like I don't know if he's gonna get as much hype showing up a second time within like 10 months I don't know I guess he still will but if the writer strikes over and he can get back to doing Hollywood stuff I don't I don't think we see him as part of the bloodline story mm-hmm yeah, I had thought that with Saudi coming up, it was a perfect time to maybe go, hey, let's see if we can get him in the ring for a tag match and see how he goes, see if he can go without getting injured. And if he still is just as good as he used to be, then maybe consider bringing him in for WrestleMania. Yeah, and again, if the, mon- the money is uh, what he's about, isn't it? So Saudi, the money. Yeah. Well, um, I was actually going to ask you a question about um, the Saudi show. Johnny, you can go. Continue. I was just going to say quickly, well, I'm guessing that when he came back, there was obviously like a limited stuff he wanted to slash could do because surely you would have hit rock bottom. Surely you would have done the rock bottom. And he didn't. He just gave him a people's elbow and then let Pat McAfee do one. So uh, obviously Shane might know more than us because current affairs in America, I don't know if, if that right strike is anywhere near the end or, or what, but... Did he, I, he don't, come back I or, or... honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. 
<laughs> I mean, hopefully, yeah, it's um, still going because I like to see Cena. I like to see Cena, so hopefully, not hasn't been agreed yet. But I mean, I think before WrestleMania, which is like what, eight months away, uh, there must be some agreement for then. So, I don't know if I see the Rock at WrestleMania, but I would like to see that. But if if there is a chance for him to go back to work, as you say, then why would he want to do that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'd rather work a 20 minute program at WrestleMania for the same amount of money that I might be getting paid to make a movie. Work smarter, not harder, you know? Have to be, yeah. Absolutely. I was going to ask about the uh, the Saudi show as well. And I know one of the guests for the show was rumored to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> and basically, I want to ask as an American, and WWE is a American. The, the Americans are the priority when it comes to the market. So would they care like at all if he appears? No. And no. like a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have an issue with the Saudi shows in general anyway in America, because mm -hmm. we just don't, me personally, I don't like them and I don't watch them. I just watch the highlights after they're over because I don't agree with it. Um, mm -hmm. And then like, I look for a lot more stories to come out with some of the wrestlers that have been let go because something new about Saudi Arabia comes out every time they do a, a mass firing. Somebody always shares a story. So to be honest, we have been over it since the Saudis asked for the ultimate warrior to come and Yokozuna to come to the show when they've been dead for years. So like we probably yeah. wouldn't care too much. I mean, I have friends that, are huge soccer fans and stuff like that and i don't i don't think that they would really care either <laughs> just watch yeah that's what i was thinking because obviously with wwe i imagine the market is the priority market is the united states and i think well that's whatever the american fans want is what they'd consider and i've always thought like but ronaldo's like a big deal in europe nowhere else really mm-hmm but the women here just think yeah. he's hot. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't care either, to be honest. As a someone who loves <laughs> yeah. football, football, soccer, I I don't care. I I want to watch wrestling. I don't want to see Cristiano Ronaldo in wrestling. There's only once in a he's obviously not going to wrestle. There's only once in a blue moon that uh, someone comes from the outside and they're any good. Logan Paul, but yeah. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's one second. <laughs> no worries. Cristiano Ronaldo's not gonna do like a DDT or RKO someone, is he? He's at best yeah. he's gonna slap someone like <laughs> Wayne Rooney did. Yeah, I can imagine like the whole Wade Barrett and Wit Wayne Rooney thing being the furthest it goes. Um yeah. there is obviously the pop possibility of a tag match where he does nothing and then just does the pin, which would be the most embarrassing thing in the world for whoever the wrestler is who takes that. He'll uh, he'll win yeah. the tag belts with someone like Braun Strowman did with that little kid. <laughs> it'll probably be Austin Theory because Austin Theory gets thrown in with everybody, so it'll probably be like they're gonna start this shtick where like every legendary or like famous person they're gonna put in a program with Austin Theory, and then Austin's just gonna get like smacked in the face every time. Hmm. I can definitely say that, yeah. I mean, in yeah. fairness, he, he's got a very smackable face, let's be fair. <laughs> like, you know, he, he's the Sammy Guevara of WWE, isn't he? Let's be honest. But, like, 
you know. And I love Sammy, but he's just got that face you want to like. It's a re- really that. punchable face. That's, yeah, when when, he, when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, he does. Yes, it would be. Um, just has that face that just annoys you. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but with AEW, obviously, we have WWE releases to discuss. And uh, the first thing that everyone says is, oh, they're going to AEW, definitely. Um, Corner, formerly known as Edge, will be making his debut there soon. Um, but <laughs> who do we think out of this list, with Ryan Nemethy in there, do you think Dolph Ziggler could make an appearance in AEW? Yes. Okay. It'd be an awful decision for him today. Absolutely. I kind of agree with that, but I think with them looking at talent to be more like producer style and like mm-hmm. help the younger talent to rein everybody in, I think that it would be a good position for him to kind of just go and kind of show people what he has to offer. But whatever he does, I hope he doesn't sign somewhere in particular. I hope he goes like the special appearance route because he's built up such a name for himself in wrestling that he could do like the Matt Cardona thing where he just goes wherever and is, you know, brings in money that way. But um, I would rather see him do something like that instead of just commit himself to one place. Mm hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I could see, I could see Ziggler being like, like, he, he would be almost a perfect Impact World Champion, and he. But I can't see, I can't see what he would get, like belt wise, out of AEW. If that makes sense, I don't like. But I do agree with you. Say actually, he could be that one that comes in, and we know the sort of matches he can put on. And there's a lot of talent there that he could mm-hmm. he could work with, but yeah, maybe move to more of a a backstage role of just trying to be a bit of a senior leader backstage to stop some of the nonsense that they have backstage. I guess. Yeah, and I had made a video the other day on TikTok about how like we're so conditioned to think that everybody who deserves a title should have a title, and I mm-hmm. think that when you have the resume that Dolph has. I don't think he needs one because it almost like it's a double-edged sword because if he goes into somewhere and he doesn't like qualify for championship matches right away, then you're going to have one corner of the internet being like, he's Dolph Ziggler. He's got a 20 year career on him. He deserves better. And then if he doesn't do anything, you're going to have people being like, or if he does do something, you're going to have people be like, you know, well, you know, I don't think he deserves it because he should have to start from the bottom here. And I just don't think, Mm -hmm. I think he's one of those people that are just so good that like giving him, I I don't want to say giving like he didn't deserve it, but like him having a belt, I don't think is necessary. And I think, like I said, it would kind of cheapen it a little bit because he just walks in and they're like, here, you know, here's a title. And if anything, I mean, a North Atlantic championship, would be good for him. I think I, I don't, like I said, I I just, in my video, I mentioned that I don't think that we think that everybody that we love should have a belt. And in the grand scheme of things, if you play hot potato with the belt, just so everybody gets a turn, then it takes the meaning away from it. So I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of really good people just don't need to have a title to add to, you know, 
their success or or being a good wrestler. Mm. Give give me Jay White versus Jay White versus Dolph Ziggler. Give me that. Give me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me that. Jay White doesn't Definitely. have a title and he's doing all right, isn't he? He, he is yeah. now. Yeah. It, it, his match yeah. against Andre was so good as well, by the way. It was so good. Yeah. But that's because Jay yeah, White. I, I, wasn't sure, I wasn't understanding why they had a cardboard cut out of him for a while. Was it just because he wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <All right. laughs> he's, he's Jay White. That's, that's why he's got a cardboard cut out, because he's Jay White. <laughs> uh, Johnny, what do you think of um, Dolph's release then? So it's a tough one because I really, really liked Dolph, but he just wasn't getting any time on TV in WWE. So if he can go and do that and shine elsewhere, like the star he is and the star we know is and his story career and everything, then absolutely. I was just trying to think of names off the top of my head when Stu was talking about Jay White of people that I've seen. MJF would be a great match. Um, he could... Do something with Blackpool Combat Great match. Uh, there's low, like, the possibilities are endless with Dolph. I know, I don't know if he still does, but he did a lot of stand up as well, didn't he, at one point? So yeah. I don't know whether he yeah. might try and focus on that a bit more as well, maybe. Mm. You've you to see all these things now, can't you? He's saying about, um, like, moving to, to backstage roles and stuff like that. If, I, if I'm Tony Khan, and I'm looking at stuff like that. I am looking at Shelton Benjamin without a doubt. Shelton Benjamin. I am. Absolutely. I am doing Absolutely. everything I can to get Shelton Benjamin over there uh-huh. because he's oh, yes. like, you know, he's he's that sort of person. Like like we were saying, you could get a very good quality match out of Shelton Benjamin if you needed to, but you could use him backstage with anybody to just be in that locker room and just from that perspective, it would be. So good, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, Johnny, Absolutely. you pointed out as well, didn't you, that um, Shelton Benjamin pinned Triple H whilst he was world champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's done some crazy H, stuff. I think he's, yeah, I think he's pinned um, just about all of Evolution, actually. <laughs> and, you know, that's something that's not looked at enough. He had a great run when he first broke out as a single star, and then he come back here. And I know he was supposed to sign, then he got injured, so that delay his return. And he eventually came back. Early, early inception of the Money in the Bank ladder matches, where he was one of one of the best in the match. He yeah. had yeah, those, yeah, so like, that. Do you remember that crazy spot when he like ran up the ladder that was sort of like teetering mm-hmm. in yeah, and then mm-hmm. and, like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's like, taken the so best good. ever super kick as well. He's responsible yes. for receiving the That's best ever music, super yeah. kick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like, that will that will never be topped. I don't think. I can't see that being topped. Such a great talent, and you know he's tried with other tag teams. They tried it with Chad Gable before. Um, basically, oh yeah, you're like Charlie Haas because you're, you know, the tag team partner who's white. So we'll just make you his partner, bring back the world's greatest tag team, you know. But it's just a different person. Um, and of course, he was like we never got to really interact with Brock Lesnar, who apparently is his best mate. And you know, he came in. To, I think yeah. Brock Lesnar kind of had an agreement where you sign me, you've got to sign Shelton. And besides that interaction at the Royal Rumble, we never saw them interact together. I would have been interested to see a match between the two. That they roomed together in Minnesota, apparently, is something I've heard. I don't know if that is yeah. true, but mm. I've heard that room that they, they room together. So I think they are very close. 
I think the reason why Shelton didn't get what he deserved is because Bobby Lashley was there. Because they, to mm. me, are the same type of wrestler. Mm. And I feel like the WWE does this thing where they look at a group of people that are very similar. And they'll be like, okay, which one do we think that we can mold more into what we want? And then they go with that particular person. And I think that if Bobby Lashley hadn't come back to the WWE, we might have been able to see more from Shelton. Um, and whenever he was with, um, you know, whenever they were doing the thing with the, um, with uh, Cedric and MVP and everything, uh, I really enjoyed that. And I thought that we were going to see more from Shelton. So that's why it bothers me when people were like, he didn't do anything. Well, he won tag team championships, like not yeah. too long ago with the Hurt Business. Like mm. it was literally like what, a year and a half ago. And people yeah. act mm. like it, the thing that bothers me the most is that people act like these wrestlers are booking themselves. Like they act like they can do mm. a lot to change the ways that the company's going. When in reality, the WWE's only ever cared about like six people at a time. Like they, they never really focus on all the people that they should. And Shelton came up in a class with John Cena and Brock Lesnar and Batista and just all this talent. And it's like, they forgot about him because they were focused on everybody else. But I still believe that if Bobby Lashley wasn't there in the capacity he was, I think Shelton would have got more of a chance because Bobby Lashley's not a great communicator either. And people always say that Shelton's just not good on the mic. Well, neither is Bobby, but he's been world champion. How many times? So, like, I mm -hmm. think that they looked at them and they were like, okay, you know, because WWE does their stereotype stuff all the time, too. So, like, I just think they looked at the both of them, especially Vince, and he's like, oh, we have these two guys that, you know, are built kind of the same. They have the same personalities, and we're just going to push push big money Bob over here, and we're going to, you know, ignore <laughs> the people that, you know, the people really want to have a push in Shelton Benjamin. Mm -hmm. I know, Johnny, you mentioned it as well when I, he had his 20-year anniversary. It's like, you know, that's the level of what they respect him as, is given the 20th anniversary on Superstars. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. They didn't say. give. They didn't, like, say much of anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, so they gave Ray his on Raw. They gave Randy his on Raw. And then they made they gave Shelton, what, a minute and a half on the mic on main event? Like, so what Shane is saying about they forgot mm -hmm. about Shelton Benjamin is completely, like, accurate because that's just not. Like, that's not cool. Don't do that to someone. They've been there 20 years, and you're going to get them to do it on main event. Well, and Randy like, Orton wasn't what, what, even there. He's been well, hurt. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you give Randy all this stuff. You give Cena, like, you know, a parade. And then they're like, here, Shelton. Let me pat you on the head. Like, good job, buddy. You know, it's like an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so many of them have that. And, like, there's a lot of people on this release list who, Unfortunately, I hate to say there's a lot of them haven't actually watched Wrestle um, because I don't think they were given much of a chance. So there's a long list of like eight or nine people who were released, and I'm looking at that and going, "Who are they?" And mm -hmm. I, you know, I shouldn't have to. I yeah. shouldn't have to think that, but you know, it's it's the real shame. Is you know, people like Shangi, Marseille, Marsois. We knew that soon as uh, Maxwell Milmoles um, lost Maxine Dupree, this was probably going to happen for them too. 
Um, Quincy Elliott and Bryson Montana. So I don't really know much about Bryson Montana. I know who Quincy Elliott is, but I, I mean, I've got no opinion of the person because they like, was 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 drafted to Raw and never had a match. Mm-hmm. That's Odyssey Jones. Oh, was that Odyssey Jones? Was it? Okay. He's still here. He hasn't been raised yet. Uh, yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Commander Aziz, if you remember him, he was released yep. as well. Abacato, whichever he went under us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure he returned on XT recently, attacked someone, and just never seen Tyler him again. Bate. I thought yeah. we could get something with him and, him and Tyler Bate, but it didn't really happen. Yeah. Um, um, we've got a few to get through, so I'm going to just say some of the names. But, like, for example, we've got... Dana Brooke, who, as hard a worker as she was, she did everything they asked for her. I must admit, I personally didn't think she was great, but she was very professional. She's went through a lot of stuff personally, you know, and everything WWE asked her to do, she did. I've got to give her credit for that. I have to laugh uh, about Dana, though, because the first thing I thought of was Triple H having security around his house because there was a troll online who talked crap about Dana and just said all this awful stuff. Her, her fiance literally went to this guy's house, knocked on the door and punched him in the face and he got arrested for it. So like he has a criminal, he has assault charges on him because this guy was talking smack on his fiance. So he went to the guy's house and punched him in the face. Like, I mean, so I, part of me was like, should Triple H be a little worried? Like what's going to go on? Um, and also I've got a t-shirt of another guy who is released, uh, Stu. Elias, what do we think of this? Um, I kind of knew it was coming. I thought he was released a few weeks ago, actually. And then... His contract uh, was up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in 2019, I remember uh, Elias was starting, I think, to get somewhere. I remember in 2019, he got Dominic levels of heat from insulting whatever the local team was, and he couldn't talk because they were booing over him so loudly. And there was a tiny bit of him where he was teasing the baby face turn. I thought it worked well. And then they just let him go. The thing with Ezekiel was very good um but what happened to elias like he was a character and very good he, wrestler i think he what the, the issue that they had with elias was he got over organically and they didn't know what to do with him when he got over organically so what they then did was stopped using him because you will only cheer who we want you to cheer and only boo who we want you to boo mm-hmm. and that that's why then they made him shave his beard off and change his gimmick because Elias was too over. And then they realized that they screwed the pooch on that and got rid of the Ezekiel thing and brought Elias back. But it wasn't quite the same. It was, it was slowly building that traction, but wasn't quite the same. And then we get to this age and they're like, well, this guy is not doing anything. So get rid of him. And it's like, he could have like, he, would I think I said this in the video? I did. Would Would Elias ever have been, you know, the guy as a world champion? Probably not. But he easily a mid card champion, easily in terms of character and ability, easily. But it just, mm. it, I think that's what happened. I think you know he started to get liked when he wasn't supposed to be. If you know. I, that's, that's my view on it. I agree with that, yeah. especially since mm-hmm. Johnny had said before about like Dominic Mysterio type heat. I think that um, they created the whole, like you said, it's all control. They made us 
boo Dom. Like they built it up when he attacked his dad, like this whole time they've just wanted us to hate him. But it just with Elias, we just did it on our own and they don't like it. It's just like when they bring someone in from another company and then they completely revamp them because people cheer for them for who they were before. So now they've got a WWE fi them and make them what they want. And they're not going to have two people that the crowd gives nuclear heat to, especially when they only created one of them. So I said the mm -hmm. whole time that I wish they would have put Elias with Rick Boogs because he's so funny. And he is just like, he, that guy's money. He's got like a super big personality. And I followed him a lot on Instagram before he even got signed to NXT, like when he was in the developmental part of NXT before he got TV time, um, he just used to post the funniest workout videos. He was just really, really funny. And he had said something on his Instagram yesterday or the day before about like just uh, backstage politics is the reason why he believes that he got fired. And he pretty much said like the political climate backstage is the reason why he believes he and like some of the others got fired. And once he can seek on it, he said he's going to. So I think we're going to find out a lot about that. But I think if they would have put Elias and Rick Boogs together and it, instead of like Ezekiel being Elias with no beard, they could have brought Rick Boogs in with a different look and we would have still mm -hmm. known it was him, obviously, but it would have been a little different but they could have had them be, you know, a team. And I, th I think it would have worked, but we know they don't care about tag teams. So that's probably why that, they that injury <laughs> really hit Rick Boogs, didn't it? That WrestleMania mm -hmm. injury. That WrestleMania. Really, really yeah. Hit him hard. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that, like, I, I wonder how things would have been if he was still able to wrestle and didn't get that injury at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. um, I do really like Rick Boogs and Elias as a team of both musicians. It goes hand in hand. Like it's perfect. They're both, very similar characters and it would be naturally i mean i'd love it i would have loved it mm -hmm. um and another tag team that is going to break up well i don't know what's going to happen with ashante but top dollar has uh, been has left wwe now johnny um michael cole's probably uh, relieved at this one uh, <laughs> but um, um what do we think of uh, top dollar getting released because the only one out of um hit row as well yeah i mean I need to be careful how I word this because not from a somebody's lost their job and now they've got to find a new way to generate income standpoint or go to a different company or whatever. But um, there's a couple of people on this list of the same way. From a fan of watching the product standpoint, I'm not really bothered. If I'm if I'm being totally honest, yeah, um, Swerve probably did the best thing he could. And he's actually out here doing bits, like love watching everything he's doing. But WWE aren't really doing anything with Hit Row. They get them to come out and get Top Dollar's last match. I think he got squashed by LA Knight in like a minute and a half or something. Now, obviously, that's to put LA Knight over even more. But I think when you've got a commentator just calling you Flop Dollar because you can't even go over to the top rope properly, just, just, go and not do something else because that is what he does well i know he makes music as well but that is his profession but go and do it somewhere else or yeah i don't know but as a fan watching the products from that standpoint i'm not really bothered that one of hit row's gone 
I went on a rant this morning about it on TikTok because he posted a tweet that um, he had written a bunch of songs for like what the WWE asked him to do. They asked him to write two songs and what they were going to do is they were going to feature them in a music video before he had a match. And that would generate some heat kind not really like the acclaim does where he raps about what's about to happen, but it was supposed to be something different. And he turned them into him into them when he was supposed to, and they never aired the videos. So he decided to go and record a bunch with his own money, with his own time. And I'm not like a top dollar fan, but what I will say is what he said he did to try to get like a push or to like get them to notice him. It made me feel really bad because he was doing all this stuff. And apparently it didn't sound to me like him and the rest of the group were like as close as they were portrayed as, as the group, because he pretty much said on Twitter that without him, they're nothing. And there won't be any music because he's the reason why they all had music and all of this other stuff. But I also mentioned in my video that I think the WWE has this habit of when they have a group of multiple people and they're only interested in one, they will sign everybody else in the entire group to keep that one person. They did it with with Gallows, Anderson, and AJ Styles. They signed everybody to keep AJ. Then they fired Gallows and Anderson the first time. And I think that if Swerve hadn't left, the rest of them would have been safe. But they wanted Swerve, and he didn't want to stay. So now they have no reason to keep everybody else. And I could see them putting Ashanti in NXT, and I could see them keeping BFAB on the main roster to, to possibly wrestle a little bit more. But I don't think that this one was necessarily his fault. because And, and I compared him to Titus, because when Titus was running down the ramp at the premium live event slid under the ring they made that so funny titus world slide they made merch from it it was a joke but when michael cole would make fun of top dollar for doing what he tried to do it didn't seem like a funny joke like it literally seemed like mm -hmm. he was just making fun of him and it kind of made a little bit uncomfortable but mm -hmm. they didn't spin it the same way like they could have spun mm -hmm. it to something to make it the same way they did for Titus and they just didn't do that. And I feel like he's one case where he tried and was like, okay, this is the, these are the ideas that I have. And they just decided not to do anything with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised with Ashanti Adonis if they try to repackage him as similar to Angelo Dawkins, I believe had a few gimmicks before he became part of the street profits. And I guess if they're not releasing him, then maybe there's something they want to try because I just find it strange that he's the only one who was released from that group. They must have some kind of immediate plan for Ashanti mm -hmm. if they're going to keep him. When when I saw the Rick, uh, sorry, when I saw that Rick Top Doll was getting released, I'm like, oh, that's all of them then. But no, that was very strange. Well, are the are the releases over? Are they are they? done I, I wouldn't know i mean um mm. they normally happen all in bulk don't they and they haven't done anything for a while yeah that's true yeah um, uh, yeah i'm wondering really if, 
sorry, I was just saying, I'm wondering if they would keep them together and have B-Fab as like a, a valet for him, kind of. I guess what she's doing now, really, for them. Mm. But but I actually like mm. Shayna's mm. idea of her, her staying on SmackDown because I would like to see her wrestle because I, ha- yeah. I haven't really... I don't see what she can do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. she's been in like one match maybe on SmackDown, but that was about it. Was she, in, was a Royal she... Rumble? Was she in a Royal Rumble or something? Was she, was she in the Royal Rumble? Yeah, she... No, she was eliminated sure. pretty quickly in the Rumble, I think. I'm pretty sure she was. Um, but I, have, I, have I to could say... see him taking... Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I, um, when I was looking through uh, looking through Twitter, like a couple of days after the um, the start of them releasing, I kept seeing it. I saw Johnny Gargano um, trending. I was like, no, no, not Johnny. Don't do it to Johnny. <laughs> not, not, Johnny, Johnny wrestling. Wrestling. Not, not Johnny wrestling. wrestling. Absolutely <laughs> not. But thank we haven't had that that is we do not want to be seeing that and, well let's play devil's advocate here though too like i'm not going to say he should lose his job but like he's not doing anything so if he was able to go to another company and do stuff would you not prefer that bring, bring him back and put him with champa done tagging you've got diy you've yeah, got that yeah. you've then got another legitimate tag team and mm-hmm. i am now going to go i am now going to get hypocritical on myself because you know i am but then what we do is give it eight nine months a year and then you have the chapter turn and then you have that again now that is really bad because of how much i was critical on the fact we're going to see kevin kevin owens turn on sammy Zayn, and i don't want to see that again but give me champa gargano all day because it's just so good but bring, bring him back, bring him back. So there was a, there was some segments where Champa was like putting lost and or like wanted posters for Gargano. Mm-hmm. So and then that's suddenly been kind of forgotten because he's going after. It seems like he's going after Gunther a little bit, which again I'm all for. But yeah, put, put DIY back together. That's what should happen. I got my ring yeah, shirt on today. Yeah, so. we got that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, while we're on the subject of. Um, Imperium, what do you make of the booking of uh, Giovanni Vinci, Shana? Because he seems to be booked as like the loser of the group, and I'm just, I know he's not, but he, whenever there's a loss, he's the one who takes it. There has to be someone in a group because Lord forbid that they book everybody like Judgment Day, like you know, super mm. strong or whatever. But I actually thought they were going to kick him out of the group a while ago. Because uh, Marcel oh. Bartel had said something to him about him losing. And then, like, Walter, I don't like name changes. So I go back and forth between all the names. So <laughs> you <just have> to <laughs> bear with me. But um, he kind of yelled at them, too. And what I think would be kind of cool is if they decided to kick him out and they decided for it to just be like Walter and Marcel Bardell. I, th- I would really like Alexander Wolf to come back, or I would like them to bring Ilya Dragunov up to the main roster and join mm-hmm. Imperium because he, before he even signed to the WWE, like I remember I was watching a YouTube video probably back in like 2016, 2015-ish, maybe even before that, where they were talking about like, European wrestlers to watch out for and Ilya Dragunov was at the top of the list so then I started watching the stuff he did and then he started slowly showing up in in other companies and stuff it was like as soon as I saw him he was everywhere so as much as I want him to win this championship in NXT 
I think it's time for him to come up to the main roster, join Imperium, go ahead and kick out Fabian Eichner if you want to. He doesn't really fit in aesthetically, even though I know he's been in there literally since the dawn of time. But, like, I really miss Alexander Wolf too. So if I could book Imperium right now to be four people, it would be Marcel Bartel, Walter, Ilya Dragunov, and Alexander Wolf. And I think that they would be more, like, just a scarier group because Fabian Eichner doesn't really scream like terrifying to me. And I would be okay mm. if they did kick him out and replaced him with someone else. Yeah, I must admit, I absolutely love um, Marcel Martel. Uh, you know, I always forget that, name Lud changes Lud too. So that's another reason why I go back and forth because I can Ludwig never remember. Kaiser is yeah, that's uh, it. so, so good. Uh, yeah. I was, um, I was just going to say, listening to that, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why you do not come for Shayna on TikTok because she knows her shit and she will yeah. put you down. I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes, she will put you down as well, as well as all mm -hmm. her stuff, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I had noticed that when I first saw your account, actually, is when you, because uh, you do a lot of these, you answer, you, you respond to questions in the, the bathtub. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um is that just is that just your thing now like do you just it's just part of your routine now so i've done this actually since before talk tiktok existed so back okay. in like 2018 i started doing it on instagram when like instagram stories and stuff started so whenever that was like 2017 2018 somewhere around there and what I would do is I, I watch a lot of like just really cheesy reality TV like Love Island. And at that point in time, it's so funny because my obsession with British things has gone back to when I was like seven. So I was watching Geordie Shore and I <laughs> was, I was talking about something on it. I can't remember, but it just happened. And it's so funny because my ex-husband uses it as a dig to me. So he'll be like, are you still doing those stupid tub talks? Like things like that. So I've done it since before TikTok even like was really a thing. But I just, I spend a lot of time in the bathtub. I have a lot of health problems. So I take a lot of Epsom salts baths and stuff. So I would be scrolling and people would ask me something or like they'd comment and I'd want to answer. Then I'd be like, oh, I don't want to wait because I'll forget my thought. So then I, I just kind of started doing it on tiktok it became like it was just the thing that you do <laughs> uh tub talks yeah. with shana i love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um one release that I was very disappointed by was emma i'm a huge emma fan to dashwood i really liked her when she was in nxt then she came back and had that match with ronda and uh, i was genuinely didn't know that was going to happen so i was very happy to see her and then she does nothing and they've just announced the uk an australia show and she's all excited about it. And then a month, like, a, like an hour later, she's like, uh, I'm no longer with WWE. Um, she'll, she'll go back to Impact, won't she, surely? That's, yeah, that's got to be she the will. Impact. She has yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, now they can try and do is um The Iconics, are they are they in uh, Impact? No? Um, they have babies. Uh, mm -hmm. Billy Kay oh. is pregnant right now. So... Yeah. Um, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little, might be a little while before anything happens there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and of course, her partner Riddick Moss, which of course we kind of expected when Emma left. Again, it's like similar to what you said, Johnny, about not being bothered. Like 
they've not done anything with Riddick Moss, Madcap Moss, to make me go, oh, I'm going to miss him. You know? Mm. Well, I saw, I think Paul Heyman actually said that he really saw something in Riddick Moss and thought that he could be something really, Good really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I think I think Riddick Moss is someone they've dropped the ball on. I yeah, really do. do. I yeah. I think he could have he could have done stuff, but now I, I wonder whether he goes to Impact Two with Emma. Yes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're gonna see him. You're gonna see him and Emma against like Deanna Perrazzo and Steve Macklin. Like I can see them mm-hmm. doing like the partner kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I I see Tennille Dashwood going back. Like I I know that they're not allowed to talk to people until their ninety day non compete is up. But I can assure you that she's probably already gotten a call from Scott Demore, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. uh, you can come back." You know, it just sucks they won't yeah. all be done in time to go back for like, you know, uh, Bound for Glory or Slammiversary, whatever the anniversary show is. But um, I see her going back there. I see I see Riddick Moss doing good things. I think it was a, the right move to team him with Baron Corbin. But I think they did it wrong. I think that the comedy thing was dumb because Baron Corbin is not a comedy wrestler. And then it it just, it didn't turn into anything. And then side note, I'm surprised Baron Corbin didn't get released, even though I love him. I, it just, it, it wouldn't shock me if they'd released him. But I think that putting them together as like a comedy act was just not, not everything has to be funny. Not if not everything has to be funny. And some mm-hmm. of these guys, if they wrestled 30 years ago instead of today, they'd have been world champions. Like, I think that Riddick would have been a world champion um, when they broke up heavy machinery and got rid of Tucker. I know Otis is like everybody's favorite, but I always looked at Tucker because I was such a WCW fan as a kid. And if he was in WCW, he'd have been a world champion. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. There was just something about him that I really liked. But Riddick Moss, I, I think out of all of these people with potential, him and Aaliyah are probably the two biggest balls dropped of people that mm-hmm. they could have done something with, and then they just didn't. Mm. Well, yeah, I remember Leah's uh, show on the, was it the, um, uh, the show of the days with the Performance Center? Aaliyah was... Uh, mentioned quite heavily in that what was the show that was uh, breaking ground i think it was called was it yeah i actually watched it not too long ago um mm-hmm. yeah she that she had like kind of like a make or break point in that and obviously she made it um mm-hmm. but no one's no i guess she can leave with her head held high that no one's going to get the no one's beating that pin are they no one's getting the fastest pin in history she's she's going to take that forever and day no one's mm-hmm. getting anyone than that mm-hmm. yeah she has that there um we have two more as well and obviously this one is probably the biggest name so i'm just going to put it to the floor uh matt riddle same as sorry i was going to say same as from a standpoint of somebody's lost their job and they need to generate income that's sad but (laughs) a great wrestler he is a great wrestler he know he can go he can put on a great match but his whole gimmick and his character and everything like that i did not care for i got bored Mm -hmm. of uh rk bro towards the end of that as well randy is a much better competitor by himself unless it's rated rko then i can take that all day long yes but Mm -hmm. i'm not not too worried about riddle going 
I think he needs to I, get mind right before he does anything else. I feel bad for him. I agree with that. I think he needs. I think he needs help. But my thing is, um, looking at it from a standpoint of what has happened to him in the last six to eight months. If the TSA story is true and he was assaulted, um, I, and I believe people until proven otherwise. So, if mm -hmm. he was assaulted, and the same thing with the leak tapes. You, you have a fine line because he's bringing all this negative attention. But if he's a victim, you're a victim when your tape's leaked, period. Like, you can record 100 tapes all you want. And if anybody leaks one of them and you didn't give them permission, you're a victim. I don't care if you're a male, female, whatever. So with those tapes being leaked by his ex-girlfriend, that um, was a problem. And he was a victim. The TSA situation, he was a victim. But with the merger turning into, you know, TKO and um, uh, Dana White not liking Matt Riddle in the first place, um, I don't think that he had a fair chance at fixing his image. Um, and I, it's like you said, it's, it's from a standpoint of, you feel bad for somebody. He's got a baby on the way. Like he has a couple kids with the, his ex-wife. But if they're trying to streamline their image and they're they're saying that that's why, I I just I'm not surprised. I'll just say that I'm I'm not mm -hmm. surprised at the fact that they did let him go. I'm surprised it took this long. Um, and I just hope that he gets the help he needs. I hope that whatever he's going through, he heals from it. And he really does, you know, shape up and, and you know, do better things for his children at, at the very most, you know, just to try to mm -hmm. be a better example for his family. Stu, what do we think of uh, Mark Riddle's uh, release? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not particularly too much. Too much I can I can add. Obviously, I did a did a video about half hour, forty minutes after the the initial news sort of broke, and I echoed the the same sort of thing as 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 Shane said. Like, if that stuff with with the TSA stuff is is true, then it should be handled in exactly the same way as if it was a female that had come out with these with this story. Um, just because, and I think we even said it on the podcast last week, maybe, um, irrelevant as to whether he'd had a few drinks or not. If someone has done that to him, that's, that, that's not okay. Like yeah. that, that's really, really not okay. That's not an excuse. Um, yeah, I do think it was a case of, he has had a lot go on over the last year and I don't think he is. I think it's been one setback in his personal life after another, and I don't think he's recovered from that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we, we all know some activities that he likes to partake in in his personal life, which is absolutely fine. That's his decision. He can completely do that. But when you're smoking a lot of that and you're in a bit of a downward spiral, I I think, you know, and you're in the WWE that is a recipe for only one thing happening. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would like to see, I'd like to see Riddle get the help that he needs. And, you know, could he come back in 18 months' time? Like, potentially. I think out of everyone that has been released, 
he is the one that I could mm-hmm. see coming back for like I I think Dolph Ziggler will come back for a Hall of Fame induction, but will he come back as a performer? Fifty-fifty, maybe, maybe not. But out of out of everyone coming back as a performer, I could see Riddle doing that. I cause more drama on Wrestle Talk than the whole wrestling world caused with Matt Riddle getting fired because I made a statement because <laughs> Mansoir and Mace did a podcast or did a Twitch stream the other night and claimed there was a story that Matt Riddle slapped Walter in the face and Walter stood there and didn't do anything. Now, the next day it was proven to not have happened. They made the story up. But in the 12 hours between when the story broke and when we found out it wasn't true, I made a video about it and I made a comment saying that I think Walter could take Matt Riddle. And I'm not talking in like an MMA fight. I'm talking about you have two people staring each other down and one person throws the first punch. I think Walter just knocks out Matt Riddle because he's not in the best headspace. He's a little slower now. He, I understand muscle memory, but he hasn't been in the UFC in a long time. But just a knockdown, drag out fight, punch in the face. I think Walter takes Riddle. I got annihilated in the comments. There were like five or six people that agreed with me. And then somebody came in and said that nobody in the WWE could beat Matt Riddle in an MMA fight. So then they listed like a ton of people like Brock Lesnar, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin. Like they had listed a bunch of people that they believe Shinsuke Nakamura, like that are, you know, trained martial artists that could potentially take Matt Riddle. But I think that that side comment that I made, um, cause more drama because because I got about like 1200 comments under the video and like 11,000 views before I privated it and most of it was people telling me that I was a moron and that I clearly didn't know what I was talking about how many a lot of people do that don't you they? know what no, I I I, I yeah. completely agree <laughs> I completely agree. If 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 Walter and Riddle are standing there and it's just two men just scrapping mm-hmm. and going at it, Gunther mm-hmm. absolutely knocks the shit out of Riddle. When I had this, I had to spoil yeah, everybody yeah. about because they're like Walter's just a trained fake fighter, and I'm like, do you not know his story before he came to the WWE? I was like, if you don't think there's a difference between WWE style wrestling and strong style wrestling and just beat the shit out of you style fighting, you need to do a little bit more looking at Walter. And somebody in the comment section said, said fat Walter would annihilate. Um, how was it said? Uh, fat Walter would annihilate Matt Riddle, but swimmers body uh walter would not and i just started cracking up because i just imagined like walter you know when he was at his heaviest just wailing on that riddle but now since he's you know skinny he, he couldn't fight him a, a trained a trained fake fighter i challenge anyone to take one of his chops uh-huh that's what i said i said yeah. he stopped a dude's heart mm. like I don't know what else to say. I was like, if he can chop someone's chest where you have bones in there that are made to protect your heart and you stop someone's heart from beating, what do you think he can do with someone's jaw? Like, what do you think could happen? And people were like, well, yeah, I'm sure Matt Riddle would fight back if Walter went to chop him because that's all he could do. And I'm like, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. 
Oh, no, the German, uh, the, the European wrestling is, um, yeah, I've seen like Alexander Wolfie with like training and stuff, and um, oh, it's brutal, yeah, never stops. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't relax, they just keep going and going as well. The, the stamina they have is uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I've noticed the likes of Bron Breaker as well, he does gym workouts that's never end essentially. You know, he does all in, he doesn't take a break, he just keeps going, and I feel like the German, uh, wrestling schools as well are the same where they're just no breaks just keep going just keep going Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's just it's crazy the difference because people don't understand like and and it bothers me more when it's wrestling fans that'll say that stuff when they're like oh riddle's a you know a real trained fighter and i'm like do you think that like Walter fakes these slaps to the chest. Like, mm. do you think it's CGI or something? Like, what what do you think happens when this man slaps you to the point where your chest bleeds as soon as he hits you? Like, what do you think is going to happen? And they're not even in the same weight class. So like they wouldn't even be mm. able to fight each other in the UFC for one. And for two, like wrestling schools in all of Europe that I've seen are not at all like NXT where they work on your stamina and they teach you how to fall. I mean, a lot of European wrestlers are like Mexican wrestlers and Japanese wrestlers when they start wrestling when they're like nine. Like Pete Dunne was driven across borders pretending to be a luchador so he could wrestle with the age of nine. You know, like it, it's just, it blows my mind that people don't stop and think like, oh, he is, you know, 200 and whatever pounds, six foot four, six foot five. Like, can chop you so hard, your heart stops beating, but he couldn't fight some, like, it It just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> As three men who have taken chops um, recently, we know how painful they are, and they're not even <laughs> done by uh, people who are, you know, fully trained wrestlers, so I only I imagine. Have, I have received <laughs> and given drunk chops before in my lifetime, oh, and I know <laughs> that they are enjoyable. <laughs> Stag do flashbacks. That's all I'm saying. All, I'm saying. <laughs> all, all in, all in flashbacks. That's all. I'm well, saying. yeah, that, that my, too. My chest that is only too. just covered from. <laughs> and Johnny, we have one more list uh, person on the list of releases, which works well because NXT is coming up next. Mustafa Ali, um, who is supposed to be fighting Dirty Dom. What on earth happened here? Because some of these people, you know, they haven't been on TV. Matt Riddle have stuff going on. He's on TV every week. Why not they just gone, hey, we don't need you now? He asked for his release a few years ago. Did he? Now, I know <laughs> she's not his biggest fan. <laughs> but As someone who's not, not a huge Mr. Ali fan as a character, as I say, like, the, the guy himself, I don't know him, and it is still, um, I will say this, Johnny. I actually was, uh, well, <laughs> You're not a Mr. Not, Ali fan? No, not really. Oh! Oh my god. Course, what I will say what I will say is I was starting to get behind him. I was starting to enjoy him. And then they release him. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, the only thing the only thing I can think of is that he wasn't happy with where this story was going or the outcome of the story and he's like picked back against it. Because it makes Literally was on TV like a week ago. It makes no sense to just then decide to get rid of him. There has to be, there has to be something else in play. Like, well, he asked for his release like mm. two years. 
So, like, he had been very vocal on social media about it, too. Like, he was all over Twitter, all over his Instagram for years asking for his release. And then they kept saying that they wouldn't do it. It was right after Retribution when he started, like, really asking for it. And he put it out publicly. Like, he was very vocal about wanting out of his contract. And then he would come back and be like, well, they won't let me go. So, like, I think Mm. it's really crappy if they decided to push him into something and then whenever they decided to make the cuts, they're like, Oh yeah. Didn't this guy say he wanted to go? And then they're like, okay, you can go now. <laughs> I obviously it's not his fault, but I just remember time back in like 2019 when Lesnar wins the money in the bank and Mustafa Ali's about to grab it. And he's standing there like, just, just grab it. Like I don't. If you get in trouble from bad backstage, just grab it and then like deal with the consequences later. And I just, I never liked that. He was supposed to win it. Mustafa Ali was supposed to win Money in the Bank that year, and they they called the audible. Yes. I don't even know if it was a an audible at that point, but he was literally in there. And then the ref says, "You're not going to win anymore." Brock is. I'd have been yeah. pissed, and I'd have ran up the ladder, and I'd have taken the briefcase. Like, what? What are you going to do? Yes. And yeah. I. Mm-hmm. When they started the vignettes for Retribution, Retribution, I knew he was the leader. I was posting all over the place, and I was like, it's got to be Mustafa Ali. It makes sense. He used to be the light, and now he's the darkness. Like, I had this whole thing written out, what they would have, what should have done with him. But where I think they dropped the ball is with all of, like, the WWE likes to make money off of social issues. During Pride Month, they like to make money off of that with Pride merchandise during you know, um, breast cancer awareness month, they like to make money off of that. And they just like to make money off of, of, you know, social issues. And I think they dropped the ball with Mustafa Ali being a a former police officer. I think they could have used that Mm -hmm. to kind of like bridge a gap somewhere where they could have used, you know, like kind of how they do vignettes with like powerhouse Hobbs, where they show where he came from in AEW and stuff like that. I think they could have done something like that with Mustafa Ali before Retribution. They could have taken and, you know, shown footage from when he was a police officer and had him cut promos on why he decided he wanted to do this. And then if it didn't, if it wasn't received well, then you take him off a TV for a few weeks and then you start the Retribution um, videos and say, like, I tried to do it the the way you're supposed to. I was a police officer. I did all the right things. It didn't work. So, you know, the light was no longer my thing. So now I'm in the darkness. And then it, it kind of brings it together and it bridges some sort of gap, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a whole thing, I, whole thing yeah. written out for Ollie and it, it never worked. <laughs> but like, as I say, you know, the, how the, um, in 2020, there was whole BLM and the police violence. You know, he's a, a guy from Saudi Arabia, and, you know, he's obviously of different ethnicity. There's a perfect storyline there of, you know, he's a police officer, mm-hmm. but he's also a member of, you know, the other communities. And I thought there was a perfect opportunity there for mm-hmm. something. And I think what bothered me about it is how he was more than happy just to try and get himself over as a good wrestler. I'm like, yeah, but there's so much more to you from mm-hmm. your past, which would work as a character, and you didn't want to do it. And yeah, and I didn't like that because I just thought it's about characters, and there's a brilliant character right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, but Mustafa Ali, as he is a good wrestler, I know he is, and we've seen his match with Gunter it was very good. Um, did Johnny did Dirty Dom uh, scare him off? 
Is that what it is, or? <laughs> no, and um, I'm I'm a bit annoyed about our league release because undervalued, <laughs> underappreciated, underused. Really, okay. really dropped the ball with him again. Could have been something massive. I know you boys aren't a fan of him, but I, you're not a fan of Ricochet either, which is absurd. But uh, that's precisely. I'm a fan of Ricochet, by the way. Um, <sighs> But, oh, this again. Well, yeah, no, she's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Ali, it's a, it's a massive, massive shame. I know he wanted out, but I think he could have done big things in WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think, is he one of those who will turn up at another company? Or Yes. Do you think he'll, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I actually, out of everybody released, I see him being one of the only people besides Dolph Ziggler to show up in AEW. I think the women, I could honestly see him going to Japan too, but I don't know if he would because you don't see that too often. Like, I think I think him and Dolph Ziggler will show up in AEW at some point in time. The matches that Ali could have with Will Ospreay, um, the matches he could have with Dante Martin when he comes back, uh, just he could have so many good matches there. Um, I think AEW mm-hmm. could benefit from, I know people complain about having too many titles and then I just contradicted myself by saying not everybody needs a title, but I feel like they need like an, an X division type title or like a cruiserweight type title. And because they have so many people that fall under that category, but I could see those two going to AEW. I could see the women going to impact because I think uh, impact is the place to be for women right now. Um, but I, I could see Ali showing up. I could see Ali showing up in the UK too, to be honest. I could see him want, wanting to go overseas and to do, you know, other things. I, I could see that as well. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he would suit anywhere. Like you'd, I think giving him the creativity and this chance to do it his way, I think you see a really good, um, re- reason why people are so disappointed by this. Um, it, it one, one, one quick thing though, in fairness, I do think that Will Spray could get a good match out of me. Let's be fair. Like, <laughs> Will Spray could put on a good match with anybody. So, you know, yeah. let's just, like, put me in the ring for 10 minutes with Osprey and, like, we'd get a match out there. Like, you know. That's valid. Do you know, actually, do you know, actually, I think Mustafa Ali could be going down as one of the biggest what is in wrestling because back mm. in 2019, when Kofi Kingston and Kofi Mania happened, Mustafa yeah. Ali got injured. Was he supposed to become WWE champion? <laughs> is that is that what was supposed to happen? Oh gosh, could you imagine? You know, it seems that, so crazy thinking about it now. Yeah, like the idea of Mustafa Ali being pushed as WWE champion, and I think because of injuries, it's stopped that from happening. And I think that's kind of uh, similar to someone else who mentioned before about Rick Boog, similar to him when he got injured, that changed his career. And I think if he didn't get injured. We could have been talking about former WWE champion. When he um, wasn't even in NXT for very long before they decided to bring him up to the main roster. So I feel yeah. like they saw a lot in Rick because he literally went from like developmental to NXT for like a short amount of time. And then he got hurt again. Mm. He, I think he's like a Samoa Joe where he could be like really, really good, but he's just hurt so much. That, like, yeah. you're never going to be able to say whether or not he could go for an extended period of time. Like, that's how I feel about Wade Barrett. Because I feel like if he didn't get hurt so much, 
he would have been a world champion. And then I had hopes when he, you know, got fired or quit or whatever from the WWE, the, you know, this last time, and then went over to Defiant and, you know, all of that stuff. I, I hoped that, you know, he would do something else. And then I'm, I'm glad to see him back. I like him on commentary. I like him a lot, but he's the biggest what if for me. Mm. Um, and I think Mustafa Ali would probably be a close second because Wade Barrett just, he had ever, I still have my bad news Barrett shirt from like 10 years ago. I wear yeah, I it all the time. Oh, like yeah. it, I yeah. just, I love, he's so creative. He's got such a good mind. He looks like a star. He always has. And it's just like such a what if. And then I feel like that with Mustafa Ali. I, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, yeah. wrestling shifting to not always be about like the big guys who can knock someone out. Somebody like him that has so much personality, I wonder where that could have gotten him. Absolutely. Um, for sure. And he'll have success wherever he goes, no doubt about that. But um, NXT No Mercy is coming up this weekend. And again, he's not going to be on the card now, but we have four matches. And I presume there's going to be a tag match with uh, the family announced at some point as well. And I guess Dominic's next opponent will be announced. So we'll have six matches. But we'll go through like some kind of predictions for the matches. But Johnny, I want to put this to you. Um, so Dominic Mysterio needs an opponent. Who is he going to have? So I'm actually, I actually cannot take credit for this. I have to give the credit to Shayna because I watched her TikTok earlier and <laughs> I hadn't really thought about this person, but it does make perfect sense. And I do agree, it probably will be Trick because I just feel like. Having Trick in that position, he's had that sort of chemistry with Dom already. He needs this sort of like big money match to to cement himself as his own, like he's wanting to do and go out on his own. So I think it might be Trick, but does he win? I can't see Dirty Dom dropping that out anytime soon. Right. Mm -hmm. His opponent is Dom, but Dom wins anyway. Or doesn't well, lose the title, yeah. depending on how you want to go. Well, I think they might change things now to Dragon Lee winning on Monday night. And then Good. Dominic wins it back. Or maybe, I don't know, Dominic might win it back. But I think the, the match will be Dragon Lee against Dominic at No Mercy. Um, with Dragon Lee going in as champion this time. Um, so, not particularly... What's that, sorry, Stu? For the list, what are we saying? I've, I've gone Dom. I'm predicting if Dom has a match, Dom wins. Oh, at, yeah, at Dom, Dom. Yeah, Dom wins, I'm for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Dom as well. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and usually, Shane, what we would do is if you beat us in predictions, you have to give us a forfeit to do. And because our guest next week is also doing predictions with us because this peer review is two weeks apart, he's also going to give us forfeits. So we're going to have wonderful content on the Snapbacks and Beats TikTok. Uh, <laughs> um, so the other match is. This is one that I'm not sure about because I don't know who I'm supposed to cheer for here. Now, obviously, I like Baron Corbin, but Baron Corbin against Bron Breaker. Who is Baron Corbin turning babyface here? Yes. <laughs> Do you think that'll work? Because he's never done it. So, yeah. Yes. I, I think that they've taken this whole thing where he burned his previous gimmicks. And I think that includes all of his heel gimmicks. And I think he is the Dana Brooke of the of the men 
where like you might not necessarily think he's the best. I love Baron Corbin. I always have. Um, I have an old Baron Corbin t-shirt in my office or in my closet too, but I see him turning face because like I said, he's the Dana Brooke of the men where you just want nothing but the best for him. So you will cheer for him. And they're trying to make Braun Breaker this like ultra big heel. He like murdered Von Wagner. And I I just think that, you know, the next best thing in this completion of Baron Corbin's new character is for him to be a face. Yeah, I think because he's been baby fist for a heel for so long, I just find it hard to like work out how that's going to go. And obviously, I'm feeling that's definitely mm-hmm. how they're going to go with this. Um, Johnny, before I ask your prediction, um, at what point can we start saying Bron Breaker has possibly the best spear? Because he does it like as if it's personal, <laughs> like he really just smashes yeah, into the he it runs, runs straight through you as if you're not even there. Yeah. And you know I'm not the biggest Brom Breaker, Breaker fan, but I have to give it to him. He does have one of the best beers. He does have one of the best beers going. Do you think Baron Corbin or Bron Breaker comes out on top here, Johnny? Well, as I said off air before we came on, before Shana joined us, if they let Bron Breaker kick out of End of Days, I will lose my shit. I will <laughs> go mental. There's no way I can let that happen. Baron Corbin all day long. I love Corbin. You know, we all love Corbin on this podcast. Um, Baron Corbin, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, it's got to win this match. Mm. I'm going Baron Corbin, but I just feel like he's probably going to have the young guy go over. Stu, what do we say? Uh, unfortunately, I think Boar Breaker wins this um, <laughs> because he's. I love the nicknames you give these wrestlers, you know. Like, you know what Mr. Creator Wrestler. He's he's the new, you know, he's the new shiny toy. And uh, yeah, I think they'll want, you know, they'll, they'll ask Corbin to put him over and Corbin will do it because he's done everything else. And yeah, I I, I think, yeah, I think that'll, that'll go for, for Brom Breaker to win this. Shana, so who are you saying? Are you in Baron Corbin, was it? I want Baron Corbin to win, but I think that it's going to be Ron Breaker. Um, so it's very hard. I'm going Baron Corbin, but I want to say I could see Von Wagner getting involved in this match or um, uh, Robbie E. I can't remember. What is his name now? The uh, Mr. The, Stone. Yeah, that's it. See, I can't remember people's <laughs> new names. <Yeah>. But... Um, <laughs> I could see him getting involved or Von Wagner coming out looking like Frankenstein or like a mummy or something all wrapped up. But uh, I could see something like that happening and them costing uh, Braun Breaker the match and Baron Corbin winning it. So I'm going to go Baron Corbin. Okay. That's, that's good. We love Baron Corbin here. So good to hear that. And I know, I know Stu would we like do, to, do. but he's just reluctant about the. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I would, I would, if I could pick someone to win, I would, I would pick Baron Corbin to win. But I, I just mm. don't think it's going to happen. And we'll move on to the NXT Heritage Cup, which is currently held by Norm Dar, and it's against. And I, I knew this was uh, going to be the match. I'm going to ask you first, Shana, Butch or Joe Coffee. But first of all, Charlie Dempsey. 
It's, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him so much. But I feel like they really needed to put him in some acting classes so he learned a British accent because I can't look <laughs> at him without imagining it coming out of his mouth and then his voice comes out and I'm like, this is just something wrong. Um, I love him. But uh I this one's hard for me because I love them both and I refuse to call Pete Dunn anything other than Pete Dunn. I will not call him Butch. I hate it. I they treat him like he's a little chihuahua ankle biter and I hate every mm. minute of it. But um <laughs> I I'll look at it this way. Since Noam Dar, I don't even really I'm assuming they're basing his character as being a heel, even though he's hilarious. Um, I could a side note back to like um uh like B Fab and Ashanti the Adonis. I could see them putting Ashanti the Adonis with Noam Dar's little group because they like to do that kind of thing. So mm. I could see them throwing him over there. Um, but if they're supposed to be heels, I, I see P, I see Pete Dunn winning this, especially because they're flu there's like more of a fluid roster now with like Dominic showing up on Raw with a belt. So I could mm -hmm. see Pete Dunn winning it with the Heritage Cup and taking the Heritage Cup to SmackDown and then running around like a Chihuahua with it. But um I'm I I it's really hard to go against Joe Coffee, but uh I'm I'm gonna go Pete Dunn on this one. All right. Um uh, Stu, who are we saying for this? Pete Dunn. Are we saying Norm Pete Dunn? Pete Dunn. Yeah. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Yeah, I know you're a huge uh, Pete Dunn fan. Pete yes. Dunn. It's, it's just... Yeah. It's, I love it. It's yeah. just, just, just Pete Dunn. Um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this at all, but last week on NXT, we got Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate for free. It was so and, good. Like, it was <laughs> just <laughs> so good. Any time, Pete Dunn. It's it's just Pete Dunn, and I've got, I've got a horrible, horrible feeling, and this might be reaching. And you know, in five years' time, when we're doing this podcast, this might come back to bite me in the ass. But I've got a horrible feeling we're going to be talking about Pete Dunn being one of these people that has not won a world title, should have won a world title, because I just don't think. It, it I I don't think I don't think he's going to get there, but he should because yeah. he. Yes, so good, so good. Um, but yeah, Pete Dunn. At minimum, he needs the IC title. Like at minimum, mm. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just it's a travesty that he. I just I hate the Butch character. Like I despise. It is probably my least favorite character in the WWE because knowing where he came from and yeah. seeing everything up until NXT UK ended, like. That still that still makes me uncomfortable to even discuss. But uh, it just it's it's painful to know what mm. Pete Dunne could do. Like I said, he used to wrestle as a luchador when he was nine years old, and then they used to lie to the border agents and say, "Oh, he doesn't speak English. He only speaks Spanish." And they'd let him go through because they're not going to let a nine-year-old go through with like a bunch of adults to go wrestle a match. But like. He just, he is so good, and I i hope that we aren't talking in five years about them dropping the ball completely with Pete Dunn, but chances are we probably will be. Uh, they love doing that. <laughs> um, Johnny, what are we saying? Uh, are we saying Norm Dar, Joe Coffee, Butch? Uh, sorry, Pete Dunn. We don't call him Butch here. Well, I was about to. Uh, <laughs> it, it, Even Shawn Michaels, I don't know if you remember that time when Shawn Michaels was like, 
Butch. Uh, <laughs> even when uh, even when Edge came back and he came out and in the, in the ring, he was like, Riz, Pete, how you doing? Um, it should, it absolutely should be Pete done. It absolutely should. But I just think the Gallus boys might get involved somewhere along the line, and I, I, I'm going to say Joe Coffey. I think I'm, okay. I'm okay. It. I'm okay with it. This is the best case scenario for me. Mm-hmm. I I like either one. <laughs> but also, uh, I yeah. feel that way because as well, like you say, Dom's got the North American Championship, which he takes away to Raw when he's on Raw. Uh, Becky Lynch has got the NXT Women's Championship. I don't know if they're going to take another thing away from NXT. Obviously, it's, they still show up on NXT mm. with them, but have someone outside of NXT, another person outside of NXT hold something that belongs in NXT, if that makes sense. But no one showed up on SmackDown with it, though. So, like, Becky and Becky and Dom are on Raw, but they don't have anybody fluid over on SmackDown. I mean, technically, they had Islet on and Kaylee Ray, but... I still think that they asked for their release, like the Grizzly Young Veterans, and they're waiting out for their contract to be up. If you want my opinion, I think that's why they're gone. Um, mm. And I heard through the grapevine that that is what they're doing, that they're waiting at home uh, for their contracts to be up. But um, I could see, I think you you have a good point with like not taking too many thick props off of NXT mm. over to the main roster. But if they're wanting to drum up the numbers for NXT and they're seeing that having Becky Lynch go from one show to the other and Dom going from one show to the other is doing it, I don't know if they're going to look at Pete Dunne as a you know needle mover, so to speak. I don't know. I do. <laughs> but you know, I might stay up past 9.30 to watch a Pete Dunne main event match on SmackDown or you know, NXT, not many people can get me to stay up that late, but he could do it. So, I mean, it, it, I, it, I could see it going either way. Like you said, too many props on the main roster, but there isn't anything on SmackDown. So I could see nice him trip. taking nice that over to SmackDown. And I think if they're doing more of a fluid roster, I think we should start seeing more people who aren't champions show up on Raw and SmackDown to challenge people for main roster titles. Like Braun Breaker. Let's say Braun Breaker loses to Baron Corbin. We could see Braun Breaker show up and do a face-off with Walter on Raw for the Intercontinental Championship. And obviously he's not going to win it, but it could be a way to get some of the NXT talent over to the main roster, like the main roster talent goes to NXT. I'd be down for that. I'll be down for that. All Absolutely. Day mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm actually going for a return here. I think Norm now comes out on top in this one. Pete Dunne is the one I'd like to see win, but I don't know. I just feel like if you really want to get Norm down more heat, it's like, oh, the guy that you all love, yeah. And <laughs> see, all you have to do is wear a character, and I'm become interested in them. And Norm Dow doing the Matrix impression this week, which I was laughing so was hard. Incredible. It was, was so hard. funny. <laughs> Did, yeah. I made a TikTok when he came back, and you would have thought that, like, the reaction that I gave Noam Dar when he returned to NXT was like how the crowd gave to The Rock when he showed up last week. I lost it because I am such a Noam <laughs> Dar fan. 
And the, this is why a lot of like, I'm very protective of like the UK guys. So like, it's, I, I don't like how they book them a lot. And I'll be honest, mm -hmm. I don't really want to see any of them on the main roster anymore because I know what's going to happen. They're going to get turned into like a puppy pound or something. And they're going to be named Butch and Sunshine and, you know, all this other stuff. And I just, I, I just, I don't like it. And I, I just want Pete to win it so he can go back to NXT for a little bit and I can see the bruiser weight and I don't have to call him Butch. That's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. Mm -hmm. um, Johnny, we know that you're a big, big Kamala Hayes fan. Is uh, Melo going to miss, or is he not going to miss as usual in this match against Ilya Dragunov, the NXT Championship? Well, I say this every time we look at this NXT, we look at these NXT main event matches for the NXT Championship. And I'm going to say it again, whoever loses turns up on the main roster and makes their main roster debut. It has to happen and it has to happen now. Um mm. I think it's I think it's Dragonov's time. I, he's got to do it this time. I can't see him not doing it. But he, he like we've said earlier on the show, he's an incredible talent, but so is Melo. Melo don't miss. He is him apart from Seth. <laughs> Melo don't miss, but he is this time and I can't see him not. It's his time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Sue, what do you think? Are we going um, Mellow or Dragunov? Dragunov. Yeah. Dragunov. Um, and for, two, for three reasons, two of them wrestling-based, one of them personally-based. Personally-based, I just prefer Dragunov to Carmelo. Um, but wrestling-wise, I think that we need to see that sort of that change. I think it makes a lot of sense. And it's quite interesting. They were teasing some dissension between the Hurt Prophets because, you know, no 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 faction can apparently exist just a minute with some form of dissension. Um, and I think we could very well see me saying, I'm going to stick with you boys but we need something different. And so I brought someone else in and we see Carmelo Hayes join the Hurt Prophets. So, do yeah. Hurt Prophets. <laughs> do, you think he, do you think he takes Trick with him, Jude? I mean, potentially, but that could be because I'm, I'm guessing now because they wear suits that the Hurt Prophets are heels. Um, they take he take he takes trick up with him and then turns on him to like get that mm. that heel heat but yeah in either way i think i think we see carmelo hayes uh go up to the the main roster and be and be in the hurt profits yeah all right well i think i see Ilya dragunov winning as well again huge fan of his i saw him on icw back in 2017 and i was invested in him straight away and then to see on here, getting this opportunity, I'm so glad to see it. I still think he should be the one to throw on Gunter. Uh, Chad gave us what I want, but I feel like Ilya Dragunov is probably who they'll go with. Um, but if Carmelo Hayes wins, I feel like fans are going to start turning on him because, like, oh, here we go again. He's won again. And I think, obviously, Carmelo Hayes has beat Dragunov before, so I think the traditional way to do it would be he has assistance by 
Trick Williams, who turns on Carmelo. It's a very, very generic storyline, but they do that sometimes. And I think maybe it could just be where Trick turns on Carmelo, his Ilya Dragunov wins. He doesn't realize that Trick's helped him. And then there's a rivalry between Carmelo and Trick Williams happening. And then Dragunov does something else. But I just think it's, it's going to be a very uh, 90s storyline where the partner turns on the other one. And Dragunov walks out as champion, thankfully, which is our one. Um, and then we've got one more mark, which is the main event. Well, I don't know if it's the main event or uh, the NXT title, but I think this probably will because it's Becky Lynch against Tiffany Stratton, who should not have lost in the first place, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But here mm-hmm. we are. And now we can say Becky Lynch has been NXT Women's Champion, so now she's won all the belts. Is this just a, a transition to going back to Tiffany? So then she can say at least, well, I held all the belts at least, and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter about the title length. Oh, what do we think, uh, Shana? Do you think uh, Tiffany is coming back with the title here? Either Tiffany, if Tiffany doesn't win it, she's going to the main roster. And I think Mm. she's going to go after that title on the main roster. Like, kind of like what uh, Kaylee Ray and Isla Dawn did, where they, like, they brought the titles over. Well, that's even a poor analogy. They just make me mad. But I, I think that if Tiffany wins then she stays in NXT. But if she loses, she follows Becky to Raw to try to get it back there and still loses, So and she stays on Raw, if that makes sense. So, like, I love mm. Tiffany Stratton. I think that it's if the purpose of NXT is to literally create a pro wrestler where you start in developmental and then you move on to TV part of NXT and then you move to the main roster... Tiffany Stratton is a perfect example of how you're supposed to do it. And I think her people keep saying like Becky, even though she lost to Becky, Becky was still putting her over and gave her the best match of her career. Sure. Then that means the next logical step is to have her go to the main roster. So I would prefer for Tiffany Stratton to win the NXT title and wait a little bit to go to the main roster. But with the way that the women are right now on the main roster, I think they kind of need Tiffany. So it's kind of like a situation where I want her to stay on NXT and win that title, but I feel like it would be more beneficial to the company for her to go to Raw. Um, So I'm going to go with Tiffany winning it back and them giving it to Becky as a pity win uh, because she had never had that title. So they gave it to her to pat her resume. And then I still think mm-hmm. Becky's at the end of her career. I think she's done within the next three years. And I think she's trying to cross all of this stuff off of her wrestling bucket list. And the NXT title was one of those things at the expense of Tiffany, but it didn't bury her. So I, I think Tiffany pulls out and wins this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with the, the, when wrestlers, women wrestlers become mothers, I think that they start to go, you know, there's there's, there's a priority there that needs to change. It's not all about me yeah. anymore. And I think that someone like Becky Lynch, who's had a child, like Daniel Bryan, obviously looking to retire next year when his child turns seven, be like, and you know, I don't want to be that person who's not there for their child because I'm away working. I want to be there for them. And I think mm-hmm. Becky Lynch will have to consider that very soon. Um, so I think you're right with that, actually, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what are we seeing? Tiffany or Becky Lynch? See, I want to see 
Tiffany on the main roster. I think she's ready. I think she's been ready for a little while. Um, <clears throat> I will say quickly, just slight tangent. Wardlow doesn't have a better whisper in the wind than Jeff Hardy. However, Tiffany still Stratton, thinking about that. No, <laughs> however, <laughs> Tiffany Stratton does do a better Swanton bomb. She does a lovely Swanton bomb, <laughs> and it is it is perfect. See, um, this but, wonderful moonsault as well. Mm. He does the feel wonderful is Amazing. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch wins this. She retains. Okay. Um, it's 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 an extreme rules match as well. So a- anything goes really. They can use whatever they want. I'm not saying that that they're going to to get the win, but I think mm. Tiffany goes to the main roster. If we could get Tiffany versus Rhea, I think that would be a great match. I'm not saying Tiffany's going to win, but that would be a great yeah. match to watch. Um, yeah, I think Tiffany for the main roster. I mm. think Becky is going to have some matches down in NXT with some other talent that they think might be there or thereabouts ready to go to the main roster, but they want to put them through someone like Becky Lynch on the way there. And I think she's going to hold the title yeah. for a little bit. I don't think she's done with it just yet. So I'm going to say Becky's going to retain. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Stu, what do we think? Um, yeah, I'm going to go for Big Time Bex as well, pretty much for most of the same reasons that Jay said. I think that it makes sense for them stars that are just on the on the periphery, sort of your Cora Jade, your Roxanne Perez's, Lyra Valkyra, who will be NXT Women's Champion at some point, Blair Davenport, who will absolutely be a Women's Champion at some point. It's going to be put them in with with Becky Lynch. You're going to see where that where they where they're at. And yeah, mm. I, so I I think that Becky retains this. And I also want to comment on uh, Jay's lovely WWE commentary style um, explanation of an Extreme Rules match where they can do anything they want. Same as a Royal Rumble, where they have to tell us <laughs> every time how to do a Royal Rumble yes. match. The um, yeah, yeah. Extreme rules How, match. Yeah. They can do anything they want. It's, uh, there are no rules. It's, uh... <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Tiffany as well, as I say. So two for Tiffany, two for Becky Lynch, I believe, Mr. Matos. Um, yep. But talking about women titles, like, so one woman you haven't mentioned, and I've watched uh, NXT this week, and like, she deserves so much more credit. Kiana James deserves so much more than what she's getting. Of course, someone has to take the loss. But I remember there was a, a match that I think Roxanne Perez won. Keanu James in that five-way match didn't get a single pin. And she was really committed to that character. And if Becky Lynn was to win, I think Keanu James would be the next person to fight. And I just feel like she doesn't get the credit she deserves as well. Mm-hmm. Because she's not really mentioned in the conversations. Kind of inserted herself in that sort of picture as well, hasn't she? Where she's, yeah. she's wanting to be there. So I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, just think that I, I like her, but I had to bring up a rumor that I heard that uh, Jay White was allegedly going to be her secret boyfriend that she had wow. in like that whole shtick. They had planned for it to be him. And then like that's how he was going to make his debut. Could you imagine if Jay White signed to NXT and they had him do his debut as Kiana James's secret boyfriend? No, no, and I don't want to imagine it. Could you? It just it it physically hurt me. It hurt me to see that. I was like, that's probably why he didn't sign. He was probably like, I do that shit. 
Like I'd rather have a cardboard yeah. cutout representing me than, you know, to, to do this. But yeah, I, I heard that rumor that he was going to make his debut as her secret boyfriend. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, though, you know exactly what would happen in that situation. What would happen is he would come in and be her secret boyfriend and he would get himself over organically because he's mm -hmm. really, really good at wrestling. And then a year down the line, he would get released because WWE would go, whoa, you're getting yourself over organically. You're supposed to be this, like, absolute joke. And you're not a joke because mm -hmm. you're really good at what you do. And then, it, so I'm, yeah, as much as I wanted Jay White to sign, after hearing that, I'm so glad he like, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I saw, saw um, that and that yeah. I was like, that's nuts. <laughs> I saw um, Tilly Stratton mentioned her a character was originally this whole like daddy's girl thing. And then they kind of went, you're yeah. not going to have that anymore. And then, of course, I saw a tweet with a picture of Christian Cage. I'm like, oh, I love that. <laughs> 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 no, it doesn't have a daddy issues anymore. Christian Cage just pops up. Like, love it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, well, that's pretty much it. As I say, there's only four matches officially announced. So, um, Obviously, I think there'll be two at least announced before this. Maybe a pre-show match as well. Um, well, I guess I'll contact you, Shana, about your prediction if another match is announced. But um, that's pretty much all we've got time for. It's been just over two hours now. So, Johnny, uh, enjoy editing. Uh, I will. Uh, Don't worry. Just before, <laughs> before, we, uh, before we sign off, before we sign off, Shana, who am I tweeting and what am I tweeting? Them? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Uh, what is... What? I want to make this. I want to make it something where somebody might actually respond back. Like I want. I gotta make it. I gotta make oh. it good. Um, what are you, are you CM Punk or Nia Jax would wouldn't respond back? Like on um, you know. No, but I. <laughs> let's see. I want to make this a good one. Um, you, if you, <laughs> if you wanted to tweet CM Punk again. You could tweet right. CM Punk then and l remind him that um, what pay-per-view is it? It's in Chicago. Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Yeah. Right. So you could just remind okay. him. Just be like, hey, hey, Phil, uh, here's your daily reminder that um, Survivor Series is in Chicago. I heard the bloodline need a fifth member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd love to see that. <laughs> We're going to see Sue going to tweet it as we speak. It is, and, it uh, is happening. Uh, yeah. Hey, at CM Hunk, just a daily reminder that Survivor Series is in Chicago. I hear the bloodline are recruiting. <laughs> there <you go>. XOXO. <laughs> there at we some go. point, at some <laughs> point, you are going to get blocked by this man. But you know what this. Uh... <laughs> He's having fun on the way there. Yes. That's good sense to CM Punk. Sorry. Uh, before you wrap up, actually, because again, Shana, you are like the encyclopedia of British wrestling. And I want to come back to this in a, a year's time or two years' time and see what if it happens. So if you're going to pick one person to be the next big star in British wrestling, who is Oh, that's a tough question. So uh, before his big break in New Japan, I would have said Dan Maloney, but he's already doing really good things right now in New Japan. Um, 
Okay. This is a tough one. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that me and Johnny have got the same answer. I have a good feeling, yes. I'm trying to think of somebody that isn't like mainstream or have been in Ring of Honor. Um, well, this one's tough. Um, let me see. Now I feel like I'm on the spot for this one. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ch change it up a little bit. I'm gonna change your question okay. to who do I think is going to be the next big star that has been around for a long time that should have been a big star when they were part of NXT UK but wasn't, and that's Rampage Brown. Oh, I love Rampage because Brown because I yes, yes. I just the the matches that they could have had if they would have kept him between him and Walter for the Intercontinental Championship for other things like with Vince liking big strong guys I feel and Rampage Brown was like the biggest like name unsigned in in you know the UK scene for a while I I think mm. um so when he showed up in NXT I was kind of surprised but uh or NXT UK but I I feel like if they did the right thing with him and brought him back, um, Rampage Brown could be like a Walter type character. Yeah, Rampage does um, training school up here, so hmm. yeah, he's been uh, he's quite a well respected uh, wrestler in the northeast scene because he trains most of them. So yeah, he's uh, definitely someone I would love to see get that. I guess I never thought about it, but um, I would love to see him do that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's your opinion on Howard Drake? Have you got to watch much of Howard Drake? I haven't watched much, um, so I don't really have an opinion on that. But I, because I, he's um, like the biggest workhorse of here, basically why I'm asking because he does like every promotion. And yeah. and I have gotten behind on my UK stuff lately. Um, I'm gonna shamelessly plug myself here for a second. Uh, so uh, I am now affiliated with Progress. So if you sign up for Demand Progress and you enter promo code Shana20 at the end, you'll get 20% uh, off of your first month. So um, I've been a oh, bad oh. UK <laughs> wrestling fan for a while. So what I need to do is catch up because I haven't seen much of events from Progress in a while or OTT in a while, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I've seen bits and pieces here and there and some highlights of matches, but I am not as familiarized right now as I need to be. So I have my own okay. code for special privileges with Demand Progress. So this week I'm going to um, catch up and I will check him out um, on YouTube okay. and stuff. And I'll make a TikTok specifically for you um, on my opinion of him. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, Jim. <laughs> and we will uh, make sure to use that code as well, I think, lads. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, Lee, um, Lee's a friend yeah, of the I about died. Yeah. I about died whenever I got the email from Martin and he offered it to me because, I mean, I, it is, it's been my thing since like 2014. Mm. So like, it was like a full circle moment whenever, yeah. and, and to be honest, so, um, I am about three and a half hours away from Philadelphia for about four hours, I guess with traffic. So I want to go to WrestleMania next year, but I don't want to go to mania. I just want to go to the indie shows around it. So my goal is to try to get him mm -hmm. to let me do some backstage interviewing. Like they let Lana do. Um, so then when they come to the yeah. States, if they need somebody, uh, that's what I want to do. So I bug him at least once a week uh, with my content and I tag yeah. him in it. And I'm like, 
you won't find anybody as passionate about it as me. So just give me the job. Like I, I think he's, he, he likes, <laughs> he doesn't mind it. He, he doesn't seem to have too much of a problem with it, but that's, that's my, my upcoming goal, but I will check out that talent and let you know what I think about him. Yeah. How would Drake hate Drake? He goes by those names. Um, very, very good talent. Uh, so Johnny, uh, I'm guessing we're both going for Leon Slater. Uh, no, actually. No? Oh, well, Leon Slater I was mine. I like Leon Slater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to say Lizzie Evo. Well, Lizzie Evo, yes, as well. I mean, I should Which do is, about five. She's going to be huge. <laughs> Lizzie Evo is incredible. Yeah, she's going to yeah. be huge. Yeah. Leon Jackson, Lizzie Evo, Leon Jackson. Leon Slater, Lizzie Evo. <laughs> Um, I mean, as you know, I like Lycos Jim as well. They're very good. Mm. Um, Jane Money is very, very good, very funny, um, very talented. Um, I should do a top five video on this, but yeah, Leon Slater and Lydia are my two names to look out for. I say, absolutely. Uh, Stu, what about yourself? You, you said over the, in a year's time, didn't you? Year, two years, whichever. You know, I'm. Because there's always there's always one guy that goes balls to the wall with something ridiculous, don't they? And it's usually me. So I am going to go for the hometown boy and the former Progress Atlas champion. I'm going to go for RJ Knight or RJK, whatever you go. Ricky Knight Jr., I like... Yeah, okay. Rumour, rumour has it from my inside sources, he is the best wrestler of the Knight family. So I'm, you know, uh, from, you know, that's not just bias from conversations I had with his dad, but that is, you know, <laughs> he, is, he he's very good. Um, he he is hung in matches with Will Ospreay, which, again, we know how good Will is. So yeah, I I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Ricky Knight Jr. Solid. Very good choices. Um, and we'll try to get more progress shows as well, but obviously um, haven't been able to recently, but I will try to, for sure. And we've had Lee on the show as well. We love Lee here. He's great. And um, I'll be yeah. seeing I'll be seeing you probably next year at some point, Shana, because I'll be at WrestleMania. Um, I'll, I'll be around. be going to WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lee, I'm doing, uh, I'm actually going with the Wrestle Tours travel package. So Lee and... Um, progress wrestling work alongside that so i'll see lee probably quite a lot as well so i'll definitely uh see you and um it'll be really nice to see an american wrestle talker like live in the flesh uh, it's always been obviously <laughs> not exactly able to just uh, visit you anytime so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but thanks again guys for as usual the uh wonderful insight um Stu, where can we find you on your social media so you can find me on my not very updated um instagram that wrestling gram that is slowly going to build up i promise i say that every week um uh but my main social is my tiktok that wrestling guy at twg 1991 on the road to 5k i need about 50 more followers for that so can we make that happen um yeah regular wrestling content many lists and all my rambling thoughts so go check it out if you haven't already and Johnny, what about yourself? Where can we find you? 
Yeah, so to echo Stu's sentiment, you can find me on Instagram, JE WrestleGram, but I don't really use it as much as I should. Uh, my main platform is TikTok at JE WrestleTalk. Uh, where you can find all my daily wrestling, wrestling, wrestling content, just talking about all things wrestling. Um, not as many lists as Stu, but I just talk about trending topics, things like that. You can find me there. Thanks, Johnny. And you can find me at Johnny Goldsmith on Instagram and TikTok. And TikTok is where I'm at most, obviously. 17, 19.7K. I'm trying to get 20K by the end of the year. So we're going to keep trying, keep plugging away at that. And uh, Shana, of course, you have a little goal for yourself as well. Where can we find you on social media? Um, my Instagram, I post there every day. So um, it is Shana Hill 7 And my TikTok, where I just like to fight with people, apparently, uh, is <laughs> Shana Hill Official. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're trying to get the 10K, yeah? Yeah, so I am about like, I don't know, like 1,950 away from 10k and i want to get there by new year's eve so i mean yeah new year's eve so i should be i should be pretty close if not there by then thanks once again for coming on the show really appreciate seeing you here yeah thank you thank you thank you you're in you're thanks for having me your insight is um fascinating we could just listen to you talk about british wrestling for hours so thanks (laughs) (laughs) Uh, people go on tiktok for that okay Cheers, guys. Thank you very much, and we will see you next week.